Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up and is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox. Finally, after 32 years of trying, the Chiefs have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers on their home turf. A huge confidence builder for Mahomes and Co., which will live long in the memory as the game where Mahomes broke the NFL record of the most touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season, surpassing none other than Peyton Manning. I have with me with me this week on the Arrowheads Abroad podcast the Supremo himself, Tom Childs, to go through our takes from the game. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Brad. I have noticed one. Did I say bread then? Bread, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well, Brad. As as I was about to pick apart your intro, I mucked up my own. <laughs> Let me start again. I'm doing well, Brad. One thing I have noticed since you started doing these extra parts of your intro, you've started to make slightly more mistakes. More mistakes than I've just made in the last 10 <laughs> seconds. Is it down to your excitement levels of Patrick Mahomes? Is that got anything to do with it? Yeah. I mean, I was rather excited when we went 21-0 up. And I was thinking, we're just going to blow them out of the water here. This is, this is going to be like mm-hmm. 70 points plus. Um and I was getting very excited and the adrenaline was pumping because you know me and the whole of the Chiefs Kingdom probably felt the same way but this game meant so much it really meant so much and to get that monkey off our backs after 32 years of trying to beat this team at Hinesfield um, yeah just so much euphoria after it and so many trousers that I went through as well um, from from Mahomes and his six touchdowns I honestly don't oh yeah I I honestly don't remember the last time a Chiefs quarterback got six touchdowns that's because it hasn't happened in your lifetime Brad yeah Yeah, Len Dawson was the last player to do it for the Chiefs Um, it's been it's been a long time coming that win like for me I've been buzzing ever since half past nine on Sunday evening. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the three and a half hours of the game seemed to, to last an eternity. My heart was racing. My nerves couldn't hack it. Even at 21-0, you just knew that the Chiefs were going to mess up and the Steelers would get find their way back in the game. So as soon as the, the final whistle went or as the clock hit zeros, I've just been in the best mood for best part of 48 hours now like yeah. obviously we couldn't record a show yesterday um i'll let you explain the reasons why but um yeah this this whole two days i've just been sitting here like get me on the mic get me on the mic let me talk to my friend brad yeah. i need to talk about this game i need to talk is... to the kingdom <laughs> exactly because like, i've been trying to explain things to people at work and they're just like tom 
I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a game, mate. Get over it. It's more yeah. than that at this moment in time. It really is. You don't understand. The but Chiefs have been waiting for this for years. <laughs> the thing I hear the most is, oh, Tom, you're not American. Why do you care this much? <laughs> I don't know, but I just do. Yeah. I'm just cloud nine at the moment with this team. And I know it's September, and I know the Chiefs are the best September football team in history. Like they always find a way to kill anyone in September. Bar 2015, the Chiefs have pretty much killed it under Andy Reid in September. Mm -hmm. So I know not to get ahead of ourselves too much, but I just can't help it because Pat Mahomes literally once could be the godfather to my two children. Like that's how much I'm in love with the man at the moment. I'm glad you didn't say father to your two children. <laughs> I, to be honest, you'd have had his babies then, wouldn't you? To be honest, I would probably settle for that I'd just be like the bystander like the awkward uncle oh hi Pat oh they call you dad now do they um, that's, fine. that's fine I can be Uncle Tom <laughs> can you sign this for me please Pat <laughs> oh no he's been amazing he really has and and just to go back to your point about uh, my gran I think she was excited as well because she um, when we were about to record she managed to pull a, a shower door onto her head which was um, it must have been part of the excitement so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Apologies, we had to uh, cancel the uh, the recording of the podcast at that time. But um, yeah, she was just excited. Bless her. So she hit her head there. Yeah, she hit so her head. Does that mean uh, she's now in the uh, concussion protocol? <laughs> or is that too soon to make a joke about that? <laughs> no, she's fine. So you can make that joke, mate. Oh really? <laughs> concussion protocol. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, speaking of um, Batman, yeah. your video, um, I hadn't realised you released it because I don't subscribe to you as I've told you many <gasps> times before. Um, but Arrowhead Pride, they retweeted one of your links earlier. Um, yeah. Batman Begins, what, what was the inspiration behind that? Do you know what it was? I've been using the same GIF all this time on, uh, you know, I had lots of Steelers fans contacting me on Twitter and going, you ain't going to win this. You ain't going to win it. You know, it's, it's it's 32 years. You've never, you've never beaten us at Hinesfield. It's our, it's our fortress and all that kind of thing. And I kept using the same Batman gif of things change. And okay. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to have to use that in, 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 in a right? video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the penguin. He says, you, know, you don't think you're going to win, do you? And it's like, things change. Oh. Um, and I was like, I'm going to have to use that. And then I thought, Batman, Batman, Batman begins. I thought, right, that's it. I'm just gonna have to make something. So I did a bit of a history history lesson at the beginning. It's a bit boring at the beginning because it was a bit of a history lesson, but um, it builds up, doesn't it? It builds up, yeah. Um, what you should have used. I'm sorry to tell you how what, how to do your job and everything. Cool. But obviously, in the Dark Knight Rises with um, Bane, yeah, Bane destroys Heinz Field in that film. <gasps> oh, so you I should have used that. You, maybe you should have used that, but you know, not to tell you how to do your job, but you, you missed, you messed up. Oh, I might have there. to do a re-edit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to re -edit. <laughs> Just do Pat Mahomes with Bane's voice. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I didn't think it, that was actually Bane there. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like uh, him off uh, Team America. Hans, <laughs> oh. no, no, Hans Blake, the other one. Um, Kim Young Il or whatever it is. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Actually, I've got a, I've got a tip for you. If you ever want to do a Bane impression, get yourself an empty glass and yeah. talk into it, and then you can go. I was born in the darkness. If you get an empty glass, <laughs> then you kind of sound a little bit like Bane, or so still I've been told. Still sounds like Kim Young Il. <laughs> Mad Damon. <Chink. laughs> 
That's such a great film. I'll have to watch it that is. again. Back to Batman. What's the best Back Batman, Batman film ever? The best Batman film. Well, I'm quite older than you, but I liked. Um, I liked the original Batman, 1989. Was it? Okay. But is that um, Al No, God, no. That that was pants. That one. Um, no, the that was uh, Michael Keaton. Of course, yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and then they brought out this amazing one at just the right time during my teens, uh, Batman Returns. Okay. With uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Oh, oh my oh. God. Trouser accident again. <laughs> <laughs> See, I must say, I'm I'm going to go standard here, but The Dark Knight with um, Heath Ledger as the Joker. That was good. Pr- it's probably like... The best actual story and film of the lot, but I've got a lot of love for um, Mr. Freeze. So I used to see you. Uh, so <laughs> I love a Schwarzenegger of... film, though. Yeah, so maybe just, that one. Just but... those there, uh, yeah, stick around, you know, all that kind of thing. <laughs> George Clooney's definitely the worst Batman, though. <laughs> is, is that the Batman with nipples? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> then you've got Uma Furman's Poison Ivy as well I don't yeah. mind a bit of Uma yeah she's yeah. good I love, love Kill Bill great film oh yeah yeah definitely yeah. no uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in a cat suit <laughs> man <laughs> anyway back to our other love of our lives um, yeah um, the Chiefs although it all went really well and better than I expected to be honest and the six touchdowns spread around by Mahomes to Pretty much everybody on offense, wasn't it? That's what it was feeling like. <laughs> he was throwing it to um, Kelsey for two, was it? Um, Robinson got one. Conley got one. Uh, Tariq Hill got one. Hunt got one. This, I mean, I was saying this earlier to someone that how do you how do you stop this offense when you just realize that Patrick Mahomes can use anybody at his disposal? God, he even used the sausage against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. How do you stop that? Well, I'm not a religious man myself, but if I was, I would be praying if I was a defensive coordinator because that's probably the only thing you can do. When the, It's not just Patrick Mahomes. The addition of Sammy Watkins to this offense has proved pretty genius on Sunday or was proved pretty genius on Sunday because the array of talent that Patrick Mahomes has to throw to is disgusting. It's an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. Yeah. When Pat Mahomes was had five out wide, and the five are Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and then Chris Connolly or Anthony Thomas, Sausage or Demarcus Robinson, like there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. The, like the Steelers would come into their base package and they think right, they've got their formation set. There'd be a, a little motion of some kind, and next thing you know. They're all over the field. And then Pat Mahomes had the patience, he had the poise, he had the protection this week. Just Mm. to stand there and go, okay, I'm going to scan the field. Whoever comes open first, that's who I'm going to pass the ball to. And it was there every single play. I think I read earlier that he had more touchdowns than he did in completions. Really? Yeah, yeah, he went 20. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went 23 of 28 with 300 and. 20 something yards I think but he had six touchdowns that is ludicrous <laughs> I, know. I know I mean that's the thing he's not throwing actually throwing up bigger numbers is he I mean the the, the quarterbacks that were facing uh, Rivers and Roethlisberger have all thrown bigger yards but mm-hmm. he's he's more efficient with his touchdowns oh, 100% he's more efficient full stop the Chiefs are putting these 
quarterbacks under immense pressure at the moment where they are having to play from behind and chase the game. This is where the defence are probably suffering a little bit because, for example, on Sunday we went 21-0 up and there was only one thing the Steelers could do for them. They they had to pass their way back into the game because mm-hmm. otherwise if they tried taking long drives of running football, which they weren't doing particularly well anyway, I think they got 45 yards total on, on the ground uh, on Sunday. So... They, they're in a position where they have to pass, 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 pass. The defence, of course, is going to suffer from that because they're on the field a lot of the time and mm. they're chasing shadows a lot. And let's be honest, the Steelers have got an array of talent themselves. They're, they're, they're no, like, mugs themselves. So the Big Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You've got Antonio Brown, who had a quiet day and cost me £400. Um, <laughs> should I go into the details of that? Yeah, cool. Yes, so a few of us had a bet on... Uh, Skybet this week they were offering a special 80 to 1 the, the the criteria was that Ben had to throw for 400 yards easy against our defence Pat Mahomes had to throw for 300 easy against their defence and our offence the total game points had to be 58 plus but that's a given with the Chiefs game they should be setting that at 70 really yep. every single game and then the final part was Antonio Brown to score a touchdown Antonio Brown the greatest wide receiver of the last five, ten years, easily, comfortably the best wide receiver of the last three or four years. Since Mike Wallace left town Pittsburgh, it's been his gig. And since Heinz Ward gone from Pittsburgh, it's been his gig, and he's made it his own. The Steelers scored, what, 37 points yeah. on Sunday? And he accounted for none of them. <laughs> I had £5 on that at 80-1. to 1. I thought I thought Newcastle was going to be paid for. I thought this weekend's meet up in London was going to be paid for. The beers were going to be on me, but no. Antonio Brown couldn't score a touchdown. Jesse James sure. got one. James Connor got one. Smith Schuster got two, but no, not you, Antonio Brown. You prick. <laughs> Calling you out over the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Like well, someone else called him out, but basically, he didn't even turn up to uh, training today. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I, I saw that and I thought, oh, are we, are we actually? done the impossible and actually ripped apart the Steelers but I think they're already doing that themselves in the locker room aren't they but you saw him on the sideline didn't you after I think the Chiefs went up with the last score I think it was and Brown was really giving it rock all against his uh, offensive coordinator wasn't he yeah well he wasn't getting involved in much like Stephen Nelson did a cracking job on him on Sunday like it seemed like Stephen Nelson gave up a few plays but for every play that he gave up he made another yeah. and that's the type of game you need to have against Antonio Brown you can't let him have his own way the whole time and Stephen Nelson and Kendall Fuller played particularly well I thought there was other weaknesses like Terrence Smith Orlando Scandrick on the defensive side Eric uh-huh. Murray had a terrible game he did on Sunday. how terrible, many missed tackles he made I, uh, yeah. I lost count well there was one that he had a, a free Blitz at Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And for once, Bob Sutton dialed up some pressure and said, there you go, Eric Murray, go get yourself a sack. Get yourself on the score sheet. And then what does he do? He completely <laughs> whiffs it. And like, you're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, who's got the turning circle of the Titanic, let's yeah. be honest. And Eric Murray somehow misses it, and then Ben Roethlisberger Well, if you look at the look at the, um, the playback again, you'll see Roethlisberger just like swats him away like a fly. Just, just like, just get out of the way. I'm going to whiz, whiz this downfield. And yeah, it was a frustrating night, really, for uh, for Eric Murray. Um, and it just emphasises the need to have Berry back, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Big time. I, I think I heard something as well recently that um, Eric Berry didn't actually bring his helmet to training, so he's not training again this week or something. Um, 
Yeah, it just still begs the question, how long is he going to be out? And how long is he going to be out and not be on the, the, the pup list or the IR? It's it's crazy. Um, well, the Chiefs seem fairly confident he's going to be back sooner rather than later. And yeah. I do think he will make the difference. Like, points-wise, it's not going to... I don't, can't imagine it making too much difference. But this Chiefs defence doesn't need to be an elite unit we've said it a number of times just be average mm. even close to average will do if the Chiefs can hold a team to 24 points or under or 25 26 27 the Chiefs are going to win a hell of a lot of football games because let's get back to the offense the offense are borderline unstoppable yeah they're murdering it aren't they yeah I just we've touched on it earlier I don't know how you stop it Pat Mahomes was expected to make mistakes he was expected to throw interceptions but it's not happening is everything is going for him and that's not just down to scheme and weapons that's partly down to him as well um when he's taking the opportunities that come his way like there was one pass down the middle um which went over the inside linebacker yeah. um to kelsey head to kelsey mm. and just thinking that is a pass that alex smith would never have ever ever made yeah. He wouldn't even have attempted it because Alex Smith wasn't confident in intermediate routes across the middle and up the seam. He just wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. his. It wasn't his gig. He. I remember once he got Kelsey with it. I think it was against Washington last year. He got. He got him once, but in general, Alex Smith stayed well clear of the area. Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes is saying to the op- opposing defenses, "No, you are going to defend the entire field, and you are going to have to defend five receivers every single play because we will happily leave our five offensive linemen." to block whatever you're going to send us. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is just standing in there and letting it rip. And as, a, as as long as he continues to do that, as as long as the receivers are getting open and the line's playing well, this Chiefs offense is going to put up 35, 40 to 50 points every single week. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be bloody fantastic. <laughs> this is it. Short time Mahomes, isn't it? That's the thing. Uh, just another point you were mentioning there about um, you know the comparisons with Smith. It's always going to happen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. At, this, at this stage, everyone's yeah. going to be looking at it going, oh, Smith wouldn't have done that. Or um, Mahomes probably should have learned a little bit more off Smith from that point. But the thing that, that gets me is... Um, I'm just so impressed by how Mahomes stands in that pocket and he will he will wait for the right moment. He will take the hit mm-hmm. as long as he's got that extra half second or something like that to you know to wait kind of thing. And I think Seth mentioned it in, in our previous um, in our previous podcast. He will do that. He will he will he will sacrifice himself to make that pass and make sure it gets to somebody. And he will wait and he will he'll he'll. he'll leave it that late and take the hit where Smith didn't really do that he used to get a bit of happy feet um, mm-hmm. again to quote Seth Kaiser again but I saw that more and I don't know whether it's because I'm seeing it more or whether it's because Seth Kaiser's pointed it out and I'm now looking at it going yeah he's, he is doing that a bit more now well as Seth pointed out apparently he's under more pressure than Alex Smith ever was so I, it doesn't look that way to us maybe because he doesn't run out of the pocket so easily as Alex mm-hmm. Smith did and it'd be interesting to see what happens with Mahomes once he's taken a couple of hits and a hit or two leads to a turnover because it's going to happen there's going to be that one lucky play where he pulls his arm back and the defender's going to get there and rip the ball out or he's going to be hit as he's been thrown and one's going to end up in the sky and end up in a defensive back's mm-hmm. hands it's going to be happening is going to happen so it will be interesting to see how he reacts to that but at the moment he is clearly fearless yeah he has got he's on top of the world right now he feels like he can do no wrong and this offense looks like he can do no wrong i genuinely think if it wasn't for a few penalties and a fumble the other night 
the Chiefs could have put 60 up. Yeah. Because if you look at the way the Chiefs drive, some of them ended. So you've got a couple of that ended on, thanks to false starts and LDT and Eric Fisher that put them in third and long situations, which somehow they didn't complete, even though they looked like they had the Steelers' defense bent over their knee anyway. But mm. there was another one where there was a safety, which was probably a bad play call. I don't like the fact that they tried running the ball out from the one yard line. Like, just take your shots. What was all that about? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, the first play call was the right one. Take a shot, Tyreek Hill, try to go up the, up the sideline and you can hit it. They may be trying some, I don't know, hitches or slants or ins, just anything like that. But just keep the ball in Pat Mahomes' hand and let him try and pass mm. his way out of that option. As soon as you went into that set, it was just saying, right, we are going to run this ball. And Cream Hunt had a nice day, but every now and then the Steelers had success against the run. Mm. So it was just a bad, bad, bad play call, which luckily didn't cost us the game, but it could have quite easily. And then, of course, the other by the time we stopped was Chris Connolly. He fumbled the football on a nice looking drive that looked like it was going to go and seal the game. The Chiefs were marching, probably would have got at least three points, probably a touchdown the way they were playing. So it's not like the Steelers' defense said, "All right, we've made an adjustment. We're going to we we got your number now, and you'll you'll stop scoring." They didn't. They literally couldn't stop the Chiefs' offense at all Mm -hmm. on on Sunday night. On the other side of the ball, I think credit has to be given to Bob Sutton for the way he adjusted in the second half because after the second quarter, which went terribly. The Steelers, they put up points in the second half, but not nearly as many points as they did in the first. And the Chiefs defence actually come out and got some stops when they were desperately needed. Yeah. I still don't like the three-man pass rush, though. No, the, I hate the, it. There, there was points where I was like, what are you doing? And I I, it. He, he seems to almost get into this half-prevent kind of uh, defence stage, doesn't he? Where he's like, mm-hmm. I'll I'll just throw three in, but I'll keep a lot of uh, uh, defensive backs out there. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Bring pressure to... I mean, there was loads of times where Roethlisberger just... just it, it looked like he was camping in the pocket yeah. and he was just like, oh, I'll just wait till somebody's open and I'll whiz it to them. And that was what was happening and we couldn't get there. I mean, you know, as good as the three guys that we had that were going for it, they they just couldn't get to him because the line was just so strong with with against our three. Um, it, it was doomed from the very beginning. You've got a weak second yeah. and then you're, you're trying to send just three guys to get after Ben. It's not going to work like that. He's elusive. A lot of the time, and he got a touchdown. Sp- for goodness sake! <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I was hoping was going to go to Antonio Brown, yeah. four hundred pound. But you know, <laughs> let's not get onto that again. But yeah. the, I don't understand the call. When we were aggressive, we had success. We were aggressive early on with the defense. We obviously got a couple of stops. We almost got a turnover and a, a recovered fumble, but obviously that was negated by a holding call, which I've seen screenshots off and it probably was the right call it's such a shame because 28 nil and that that literally is game over mm-hmm. um but when they dialed up pressure in the second half it worked and i just don't get why bob sutton wants to stay away from being aggressive because his defenses in the past which has had success have all been aggressive they've played mm-hmm. up and they've sent pressure just do it some more let these guys go eat like if you're going to give up a big play every now and then, who the hell cares? Yeah. If they give up a big play, the offense is back on the field, and then the offense can go and do it. Like you're going to well, have more, you're going to have some success if you send pressure. There's going to be turnovers, but at the moment, this team just doesn't look like it's going to create any turnovers whatsoever. It's just like lying down and just saying, "Go on, you just have your way of us." Well, well, this is the thing, and and the last two games has has clearly proven that whatever he's doing, this kind of standoffish kind of defensive plays is not working because they're still dialing up points against us mm-hmm. so why not 
go for it, sacrifice it, bring the bring the blitz a lot of the time. I mean, I know we I know we just mentioned there that Eric Murray didn't didn't really take his opportunity, which on any other day, Roethlisberger's on his on his backside, isn't he? From mm-hmm. uh, from that kind of play, but just keep trying it more. I mean, it could be Sutton just isn't that confident in his kind of young new players that he's got uh, at his disposal. Maybe maybe he's still trying to work out what their strengths are and you know where they fit into this defense. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it just doesn't make sense why he's so weak on his players. The counter to your point about personnel, well, we got told in January and February by all the Chiefs organization that the Chiefs defense's problem last year wasn't a wasn't a scheme problem, it was a personnel problem. Mm-hmm. Well, the personnel's changed now. There's hardly any guys that have come back. It's been like Kendall Fuller's new. So well, it's easier to count the guys that were there last year. You've got in this in the base defense, what you've got Ron Parker, Kendall, um, not Kendall Fuller, Stephen Nelson, Reggie Ragland, Houston, Jones, mm-hmm. and D Ford. Yeah. And Alan Bailey, sorry. So you've got seven seven guys. So you've got four new guys in there. So you've got your new personnel, which you've clearly had an input in getting hold of. So if this, that's not working now, then surely it's your fault, Bob Sutton, mm-hmm. that the reason why the Chiefs defense is being taken advantage of. I don't think the personnel's terrible. I think there's some it's, it's serviceable. Um, I think the middle linebackers are half decent. I like Hitchens. I like Ragland. I was going to say the run D seems it seems as though it's sorted. Yeah, it does. It's but it's we swing from one one end to another. We were terrible run defense last year. And now all of a sudden we've got a terrible pass D. Mm-hmm. Just just bring them a bit closer together. Just bring yeah. me me in the middle somewhere. Not even middle. Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty will be enough. But at the moment it's just that you go from one string extreme to another. And as long as it's like that, these games are going to continue to be shootouts and really bad for our health. <laughs> our health. The fans' health. Yeah, everyone's health. Everyone's health, yeah. Like your, oh, nan's, your nan's sitting in concussion protocol. She can't be dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might be pulling uh, shower doors off the, uh, off the off the shower at one point. Yeah, um, yeah it's it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't get that. But um, I think as long as we've got this offense that's just firing on all cylinders at the minute, um, then... As long as we're winning, mate. As long as we're winning by even by a point, I'll be happy. But exactly, um, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes is destined to win another AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Well, let's yeah, oh, he's, he's got to have that. He's, that's nailed mm-hmm. on, surely. But mm-hmm. let's just talk about as well that there's a there's a, a record that he is really on for now, which is the Len Dawson record, isn't he? Which is I don't know. I'm I think it was about as th- as Len Dawson got like some like thirty two touchdowns in a season. Oh, what some most Chiefs touchdowns? Isn't yeah, it? Oh, and he's breaking that easy. And somebody's working out that even if Patrick Mahomes gets what three touchdowns in the next fourteen games, he's easily getting like fifty touchdowns or something. So yeah, all of a sudden, the maths seem to like add up. What you think this kid could really do it? A hundred percent. Like if there's no doubt he's breaking Alex Smith's by season in year one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Then obviously you've got to look at Trent Green and then Len Dawson. Uh, I genuinely think that this could quite easily be the best quarterback season the Chiefs have ever seen, which is mad for a year one starter. Yeah. I know. Do you know, know what I didn't re- what I didn't realise about Patrick Mahomes? I actually heard them talking about it the other day. I hadn't realised that he made Baker Mayfield transfer from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm I'm three forced lie. out Baker Mayfield. Pretty much, Baker Mayfield was at Texas Tech, and 
they said no, Mahomes is our guy, and then he transferred to Oklahoma and then become the number one pick in the draft. Like, I, I'm not the biggest college football fan. Like, I actually sat down and watched a game the other day, LSU versus Auburn, and it was good. It was entertaining, but for me, there's not enough games like that. Too many college games are blowouts. Mm. That's why I tend to stay stay away from them. But so Baker Mayfield, I didn't know a lot about him and his backstory. Obviously, I loved Hard Knocks as well, which was entertaining. He was very entertaining. Was good but, on that, yeah. But tech. Mahomes has clearly been the guy for a long, long time. And this guy, I just, there's something about this kid that I just think, it, not to overreact. Sorry, I'm going to overreact. Go on, let's do it. We're, to, we're talking like this, the way he's playing, and if he carries on like this, and the way that the Chiefs talk about it, and the way that the NFL media talk about it, you're talking like Aaron Rodgers like type hype. And. I just don't see a way that the Chiefs will not win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback, which is mad to say after three games. But <laughs> yeah. he is that good. He is. And we've said it before. He, he looked like a veteran. He looks like we've always had him there. It's just... And it, it, it's almost like a dream. If you could dream up your own quarterback, mm-hmm. of you know, you wanted somebody who's confident in his ability, steady in the pocket, got a good arm, got great accuracy. He's the dream quarterback. He really is. And it's, I don't mind anybody using that later on down the line. <laughs> Somebody just, I, will. I know they will. I know. I just can't. I can't get this smile off my face at the moment. It's mad. Like, once upon a time, I was like, very much, Arsenal is the love of my life. By the way, Arsenal beat Newcastle at the weekend. I don't know if you saw that, Brad. We'll, but, we'll um, edit that out. But Arsenal were like, no, we won't. Um, <laughs> Arsenal were like the BO and endo of my sporting world. But over the last three or four years that's been surpassed by the Chiefs the Chiefs are now like my number one sporting team as well but I don't think any sportsman bar like Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry have put as big a smile on my face as Patrick Mahomes has the last two weeks Mm -hmm. especially against the Steelers (laughs) yeah obviously opposition helps um, because they are scumbags but that's that's the that's the biggest confidence really because they were always our bogey team and now you're looking at the next fixture which we're going to be talking about in the next show um against the 49ers and, and it looks as though it's it's a very favourable matchup now for us um, you know before it was like oh well you know these kind of like lesser teams shall we say I mean, no disrespect to the 49ers but these lesser teams you know they'd always give us a bit of a problem they did they did last year I mean the Giants were, were atrocious last year and still yeah. beat us and I think the Jets did as well um, so yeah but that's for another show <laughs> Um <laughs> Do we have any questions this week, bud? We do. We do. Sorry, I was getting so caught up in the world of Patrick Mahomes. mania. It's great, I, isn't it? I, it's, it's, I can't. Like, What's it like it, to be right, Tom? Oh, it's amazing. Did you see my tweet the other night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, me, uh, yeah. It me saying I know nothing about the draft, but I was calling for Mahomes three months before the draft. You were, actually. It was before me as well. Yeah. I Way just, before me. I'm in love with this kid so much. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, he's going to be the best man at my wedding, uh, or, <laughs> or I'll be the best, or, or I'll be the best man at his. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, right, here we go. Question from Dave Hughes. Hi, Dave. Hi, uh, Dave. Most points in the regular season currently stands at six hundred and six. Can we beat that? So, most points in a regular season is six hundred and six. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out the maths. How many points have we scored so far? We've scored 80 points, haven't we? Uh, uh, so, yeah. yeah. 
So divide that by 14. So that would be averaging 38 points a game for the rest of the Easy. season. Easy. Easy. Well, we, there's some games coming up which we're going to, well, not struggle, but it'd be interesting to see how many points. Obviously, you've got the Jaguars and the Rams coming up. But if we can put a 50 yeah. burger up on 49ers, then that gives us a What, on half of them, do you think? 50 burger on half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Just, like, you know, let's be a bit, you know. He gives us a heads up. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, because the Chiefs are going to be the number one seed in the AFC and they're going to have it tied up with three games to go. And Mahomes is going to get some rest time and they're going to be up so much in so many games that we're going to see a bit of Chad Henney late in games as well. So that's the reason why I'm going to say no. Chiefs cannot reach 606 points. All uh, right, so you're thinking the Chiefs will saw it up and then start throwing out the, the backups. Yeah. And that will happen in a few games as well. We'll see a lot more runs here, a lot of Spencer Ware, Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't think Andy Reid's going to make the same mistakes he's made before by going too uh, conservative, but I think the Chiefs are going to be in a position where some games they're going to be three, four scores up, touchdowns, mm-hmm. I mean, and then they're going to be like, right, that's it. We can rest on the laurels, as it were, and that'd be, that'd be it points-wise for that day. So I'm saying yes, and you're saying no because... It's already going to be sewn up, and we're not going to be chasing anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I get you. Understand? I get you. I get you. Exactly. Um, Nils asked, "Can I ever forgive Antonio Brown for not scoring?" Nope, I cannot. Um, <laughs> that was like me last year with the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I had bets on. Uh, it was always my accumulators. I always put the over and under bets on. Okay. And um, I remember one of the games, Dallas Cowboys, were four seconds from defeat, and I needed them just to not. I think. Were, I think. They needed, I think I had, they needed three points to win or something. They needed a field goal, and I had them where they were like just two points away from losing the game, oh, oh no. and that would have got me about a thousand pounds in bets. Um, oh. And then they did it again the following week and a couple of weeks after that as well, where they actually won the games. I think <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Dallas Cowboys now. <laughs> yeah, most people do. I just love Tony Romo. Um, Sam Devereux, hi Sam, has asked after. Sunday's results um, has the power shifted in the AFC to the Chiefs and the Jags Ooh, well the Jags look good mind they, do. they really did look good um, but I said this about the Patriots before they were on a bit of a the dynasty is going to be crumbling now and that was the first signs of the cracks wasn't it and they're already panicking because they're looking like they're going to be getting Josh Gordon now from the Browns which is an incredible signing like normally you see the Patriots just roll out small skinny white guys as wide receiver now they've got a genuine like prototypical big bodied wide receiver oh he's a talent it's a talent and I just think him and Brady could not be I'm not talking Brady to Moss of 2007 because that is probably the best combination I've ever seen in my entire life but if you can half of Moss's production from Josh Gordon then they are going to be a scary scary offence if Gordon like decides to turn up for training and stuff then yeah maybe you might be a good threat for uh, (laughs) for most of these teams (laughs) but um, Jags AFC and Chiefs, yeah, you can see it, and it seems strange as well thinking about the Jags because we we see them all the time when they come over to Wembley, yeah. and they were always the the whipping the whipping boys, weren't they? <laughs> when everybody exactly anybody right. came over, and now they they're looking like a genuine threat. So yeah, yeah I can see that, I really can. But I, I'm still keeping an eye on the Broncos at the minute. Yeah, um, they their they defense pulled out looks a victory. good. They pulled out a victory, didn't they? Mm. Last last second against. The and there's some good there's some good players coming out of them as well. That uh, is it, Cortland Sutton and that Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, um, yeah. They're looking 
they're looking like threats. Uh, so yeah, I'm keeping an eye on the I, Broncos. I just can't get fully invested behind a team which has Case Keenum the quarterback. I just well, yeah, they haven't really got the quarterback sorted yet. I think. Like, like I know they like to show off that he's their guy, but I just don't get it. Vikings, obviously, they weren't completely invested in him because they shipped him out and got Kirk Cousins mm. as quick as they could. Um, I just don't. I I think the Broncos have got a hell of a lot going for them. Um, I just don't see Case Keenan being the answer there. And who have they been so far? A terrible Seahawks team that doesn't travel well, mm-hmm. and a Raiders team that just has a def- defense which is non-existent. The geriatrics, yeah, exactly. Well, Khalil Mack has more defensive stats than the Raiders do uh, <laughs> in two games, which is just mad. I still can't get that trade. The what? Sim- the who? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. You know, they're, they're, they're just, they just they suck. So, yeah, I'm not reading too much into the Broncos yet. If they want to prove their worth to me, they need to go to LA and Pittsburgh and win there yeah. and then come to Arrowhead and beat us. And then, yeah, us and the Broncos will talk then. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all the questions then? There's so many, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? This week? There's loads. There will yeah. be, won't there? Because it's, it's been a big win. I think everyone's just so excited. Like we've covered a lot of the questions in our little chat, but everyone just wants to ask a question this week because everyone's so excited about Patrick Mahomes. Maybe yeah. we go into a couple more for the the preview show. Um, we can go into them. There's a couple of questions about Eric Berry and defensive options. Maybe we're going to them on the next show because we actually need something to talk about. Because Dave's not around. He's not. Dave, Dave's in Tenerife, living living the high life. So Hollywood, that kid. He is. I wonder. Wonder what he's wearing right now. What do you reckon? Chief Speedos. <laughs> Budgie smugglers. If ever there was a man that does definitely does not wear speedos, <laughs> definitely Dave Barnett. No, it might be. It might be a Chief's thong where it just goes che at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an image now, haven't you? I have. Oh God. <laughs> I haven't been drinking. Actually, I have been drinking some new tea that the wife's got. Vanilla tea. Oh, very posh. It's very nice. Yeah, very Is nice. It? We're trying it. She, she got some some like this posh tea. I've been drinking this vanilla tea. Oh, my my go to, especially if I'm like trying to lose a little bit of weight, is orange and cranberry. No, no, sorry, not orange and cranberry. Um, no, no, yeah, it's blood orange and cranberry. Yeah, blood orange. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Nice tea. Nice mm-hmm. tea. Very nice. I, I'm sure. I'm damn sure we won't be drinking that in Newcastle. No, no, certainly not. Oh, on a side note, um. Come to the Hippodrome Casino on Sunday. Not you personally, Brad, because I know you can't make it. But we hosting... I will be at one of them, though. Yes, you will in a few weeks' time. Yeah. We, we, we haven't released the details of that one, but okay. we get on to that. Um, this Sunday, we're going to be um, meeting at the Hippodrome Casino in Leicester Square, London, for the Chiefs versus 49ers game, which should be a cracker. Um, they're opening up f- they're open 24 hours. I'm getting there for about 4 o'clock, two, two hours before kickoff. Um, to sink a couple of beers before the Chiefs start battering the 49ers um, so yeah come down there's no dress code obviously you can't turn up in Dave Speedos but or Raiders or Broncos shirts yeah but you you know if you turn up in a Chiefs jersey you're not going to turn, get turned away at the door the only, one thing I would say to anyone though is make sure you bring ID because they are really strict with ID even if you look like an old man like Brad they would still ID you on the door so just remember <laughs> that little nugget because I don't want you getting left outside because I'm not coming to get you that just reminds me of our time in Kansas City. Oh yeah, we yeah. all went out. We all we all went out to have, like for some beers and all. <laughs> and and the guy at the door stopped me. He goes, "Hey man, you got any ID?" And I was like, "Oh man, I'm like, oh, I'm like 37." <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, no, you got to have the ID, man. I was like, what? I'm 37. You know, I thought it was like 21 year old rule and all that we have over here. And apparently over there that you've always got to carry ID around with you. And I'm wandering around America with no ID on me. <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm the Brit chief. You've got to let me in. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm a Geordie. <laughs> Why are you, man? What the hell did you just say? What did you just say? He's a foreigner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, make sure you bring your ID. <laughs> I should do some kind of like tour guide, shouldn't I? Yeah, maybe. What not to do? <laughs> Brad Simcops. <laughs> All right then. Well, uh, I think we'll leave it at that, bud. It's <laughs> yeah, been it's been good. fun of it. I've enjoyed this little chat. It's been it's nice after a win, isn't it? It is. It is. Especially after Steelers win. <laughs> Trouser accident again. Oh, I'm going to go back and watch the uh, highlights again. Uh, <laughs> right, so that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks again to Tom for giving up his time to help out and just go through this wonderful game. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the SoundCloud and iTunes, and you won't miss a thing. So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>